BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the Mood Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Elizabeth. And this week, we are going to be talking all about just like how to optimize your month from the get. I'm someone who can get really overwhelmed just because my mood shifts when I know it's a new month. I think it's so easy for me to just freak out about it for what I'd like to say is no reason. But of course, there's always a reason. As my therapist would say, think harder. So that's the mood for thought we have today. But before that, let's talk about our week with best mood and worst mood of the week. We love doing best mood, worst mood here on the podcast because you're going to have best and you're going to have worst. They can coexist. You can live in the gray. You can learn from your worst. You can be grateful for your best. And it's good to acknowledge it all. Let's start with worst this week because I think I like my best better. And it's going to take us into the mood boosters. When I was thinking about my worst, I realized that I think it's just kind of not consistent in a sense of I'm not routined over the weekend. It's almost like my routine has actually become being super lazy and super tired over the weekend. And that's okay in a sense of, oh, it's the weekend. Relax, chill out a little bit. But by the time Monday comes, I actually feel so gross and out of sorts. And maybe that's just because I'm such a routine person. And I know Sunday resets are a thing because, of course, our lives require upkeep, right? Like, you know, you're going to get highlights, you're going to look amazing, and then your hair is going to grow out, you're going to have roots, and you're going to have to do it all over again. There's just some things in life where, you know, you have to reset and things are going to get dirty and you're going to maybe fall off a little bit and feel gross and reset. So that's not really what I'm talking about. Like, I'm talking more so about the fact that I feel that my routine on the weekends is to just literally let everything go to shit. And then it's like that really, really big reset that could have been maybe a little bit smaller if I kind of stayed a little bit more on track. It's just becoming this pattern that I really don't love. And I've noticed it because I just feel so nasty on Mondays. And it's like Monday is already such a bad day if you let it be because you're like, oh, my God, it's Monday and it's back to work and when. So me feeling like my apartment is absolute chaos, my hair, my skin, my clothes, just everything is chaos. That's really not helping Mondays feel less Monday, you know. And I do want to like obviously relax more and be a little lazy on the weekends, but there has to be like some middle ground of having maybe a different kind of like morning evening routine on the weekends that keeps me kind of on track, but isn't as not as intense, but just maybe not the exact same as my Monday through Friday routine. I guess I've just been so focused on having a Monday through Friday routine 
And that routine probably doesn't make sense for the weekends because it's just such a different vibe and you're in such a different mood that I haven't figured out a weekend routine. Therefore, there's no routine. Therefore, I'm in a pattern of letting everything be insane. And I'm not loving it. I just I can't function well like that. So I need to cut it out. Realizing this through reflecting on my best and worst mood is the first step, I believe, because now I can think, okay, so I clearly don't want to have my Monday through Friday routine because those kind of me times and habits revolve around maybe more focused energy and work and different due dates and stuff like that. So I need to figure out the things I like that I do during the week that I want to make sure I do on the weekend. And maybe there's some stuff that I don't do on the weekend because it's more weekday energy. But I clearly need to figure out a different version of routines for the weekends, you know. So like, thank God for mood, because I didn't even really fully realize that that was a thing I needed to think about until I started reflecting on it. I just knew that I felt disgusting. (laughs) And you're going to feel gross sometimes, you guys. Like, it's fine. But the fact that it's becoming a pattern is like, okay, you can't really complain about feeling gross because insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And it's like, I keep doing the same thing over and over again, hating the results, but that's an easy one and not the worst mood I've ever had. Therefore, my best mood, and I think maybe this is why it's not such a bad worst mood, is because my best mood is lighter. I couldn't think of a word at first to describe how I've been feeling, but I think lighter really encompasses all of it. I found myself feeling just a lot more positive and fun lately, which is, of course, always good if you've been just like feeling up and down a lot. One way I've been feeling lighter is I haven't been letting a lot get to me, whereas sometimes it's so easy to just take everything personally and be so sensitive. This is definitely the hardest just because I'm naturally such a sensitive person. But I definitely have found that some stuff I just in brushing off faster or not getting so dramatic about, right? I'm just able to kind of like talk myself off the ledge faster when maybe I get like constructive criticism or I'm misunderstood or I'm just having totally irrational thoughts of like, oh my God, everyone hates me. So that's always good, being lighter in that area. And then a more fun one is I've just been kind of lighter out in the world. You guys know I love just conversing with strangers and people out and about. It's legit always been one of my mood boosters, I think, especially because I work by myself. So me getting out of the house and seeing humans is like really good mood boosting interaction for me or else I'm home alone by myself talking to myself all day long. It's almost like I was naturally doing it. And then upon immediately reflecting, I was like, okay, like go off queen. I didn't realize how much I was like kind of like crankily walking around in the world. And then of course that like translates into my relationships, just being more light and fun with all the people in my life, whether that's like chatting it up on text message instead of avoiding text messages or wanting to make plans, saying yes to plans, just kind of being more open and light. And then once I'm actually like with people, I find that I'm once again, lighter, not as like irritable, maybe on edge, just enjoying my time more, being super goofy, super silly. I just think that January was really weird for me. So maybe that's why I wasn't feeling that way as much. And then the weirdest version of feeling lighter and maybe most important one is I think there's been a glitch in my matrix. Almost everything that gives me anxiety, I've just been shutting down. 
I've legit been thinking like, who cares? It's fine. Who knows? Just try. Let's see. Instead of what if? And oh my God, you know what I mean? It's just one is super light and who knows and okay. And the other one is, well, what if? And oh my God. And usually that's how I operate in my brain. I was having this moment where I was trying to think about when I'm actually the happiest, like what brings me the most happiness and doing it in a sense of thinking back. I was thinking, okay, like what are some of like my happiest, fondest memories or something like that? And I did realize that a lot of it was memories with friends and memories on trips and looking back at stuff like that. And it was just this weird realization that a lot of my anxiety comes from like social anxiety and leaving the house and travel anxiety. But then when I look back, those are some of my favorite memories. And so I guess it just made me more open to the idea of not assuming that everything's going to be bad and I'm going to hate everything and I'm going to get anxiety and fear and all this stuff. But it's just so funny because I was like, how do I explain this on the podcast? Because it legit reminds me of when people are having anxiety and the joke is always like, oh, yeah, when you're having anxiety and someone says, just chill out. And you're like, wow, thank you so much for the amazing fucking advice. But I feel like I've been doing that to myself. It's almost like I've been gaslighting myself of, oh, my God, I'm kind of afraid to travel. And then my brain is like, really? Like, who cares? Like, why? Like, stop. No, you're not. It's going to be fine. That's like not how I would ever talk to a friend, I guess, with anxiety or something like that. But it's just like working for me right now. And it's making me feel lighter because it's just it's getting rid of those thoughts quicker. Right. So I'm not spending all this time thinking about all of the fearful moods and things that I could potentially feel based on situations or whatever. I'm just letting go of it. And I think that's making me lighter. I don't know if this is a long-term thing because it's clearly the most unhelpful advice ever. I would never tell someone to tell themselves, like, just chill. Like, tell yourself to chill out. Tell yourself to stop being anxious because that obviously doesn't work. I mean, hello, we've, you know, we know my mental health journey. But for some reason, the past week, it's been working. And I'm not 100% buying it, but I'm going with it. Imagine, though, like this is a long term fix and it's like I've spent my whole life thinking I have this like horrible anxiety. And then one day I just told myself to stop and it worked. I mean, that's not going to happen, but that would be cool. Think about someone who has changed your life for the better. How incredible it would be if your company could find more of those life-changing people right when you needed them. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like the Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that they make hiring all in one place so easy because of that instant match. I'm someone who, let's be honest, do I run my own company? Yeah, but am I just like a almost 29-year-old girl who doesn't really know what she's doing, hates waiting around, and just really, really wants someone to help me? 
I, I do, guys. I really do. And hiring someone can be really stressful because you don't want to mess up. You just really, really want to hire the right person. So with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of the quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. So you don't have to wait around, and you know that you're getting such great candidates. You can join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for the quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. You can visit Indeed.com slash mood to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash mood. That's Indeed.com slash mood. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Elevate your space and mood in 2023 with Article Furniture. We're always talking about mood boosters, and one of the biggest mood boosters for me, you know, is my home. I'm very, very picky. I like really, really good quality because I'm here all the time and I want to be comfortable, but I want it to be cute too. That's why I absolutely love Article because they made my bedroom dream come true, you guys. I actually just saw a DM from one of you the other day asking which bed it is. And I'm pretty sure I linked it on Instagram, but since I'm so obsessed with this specific bed from Article, they obviously have so many. So maybe if your style is a little bit different than mine, don't worry, you can find one that's just as great. But the one that I got is the Saba, S-A-B-A, soft white slipcover bed. Obviously I have a king, they have it in queen. They also have the headboard. But what I obviously personally like is it has that kind of like cloud look the slipcover is great because you can naturally take it off and clean it. I haven't had to do it yet because it's really, really durable, but it is white. So I'm sure I'm going to have to like do it eventually because accidents happen, but it looks like really lifted. The headboard, as you can see, kind of if you look at it online and I can see it in person, it, it extends a little bit over the sides too. Like if you look at this bed online on their website between what it looks like in my bedroom, I'm telling you, this is the, the most genius freaking bed just it, it's perfect. It is literally an elevated cloud. I'm just so obsessed. Delivery was so quick. Setup was so easy. Article is legit the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. They combine the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. And their team of designers focus on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. That's my favorite part because as you know, they cut up the middleman and they sell directly to you. So there's no showrooms, no salespeople, and no retail markups. So you're basically saving up to 30% over traditional retail prices, but you're still getting these quality materials, this durable construction. And it's all a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian designs. Like I said, the shipping was amazing. It's fast. It's affordable. Available all across the USA and Canada and is free on orders over $999. And Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim this, just visit article.com slash mood and the discount will automatically be applied at checkout. So that's A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash mood for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Let's move on to this week's mood boosters. I know last week I said I really needed to switch it up and I didn't switch it up too much just because I had a crazy work week and sometimes you just have to focus and you have to like get your stuff done. But I definitely had some really, really good like mood boosting moments. So my first mood booster was a little retail therapy and I just feel like I woke up one morning and chose violence 
you know, and you just wake up and you get in that mood and you're like, I want to spend money that I don't have and I need things. When in reality, like, do you really need anything? No. Should you really be spending money? No. But sometimes it's just like you feel yucky, like we were kind of talking about, and you want to kind of spruce it up. Or maybe you do need a few things. And it's just like nice to treat yourself sometimes, right? It's really a double-edged sword. I always like to remind you guys, too, that it isn't a solve in a sense. Like it's not a mood booster that we're constantly pulling out of our toolkit the way we would like a hot girl walk. Because what I definitely know about myself is when I'm really, really anxious and I feel like shopping, it's because it's a way for your mind to feel like it's in control. Like it feels like you're fixing things. Something is uncomfortable. Something is making you stressed or anxious. And when you're buying something, you're like physically kind of controlling your situation and purchasing something and getting something new into your life. And it's just a Band-Aid. It's not really going to fix it. So I don't kind of lean on this in like the actual retail therapy way, but I think that sometimes it is a mood booster for that more so treat yourself, switch it up, make something new kind of vibe. But I'm serious because I legit felt like I woke up and chose violence. I definitely took it a little bit too far in some regard because I went to Sephora and then I, I it was kind of like Satan entered my body and I was just throwing shit, throwing shit, throwing shit into a basket. And it's like I knew that it was getting heavy and I knew I was doing it. And my brain just kind of shut off and was like, I don't care. And then I checked out and I was like, oh, my God, can I have the receipt? Because I'm not keeping all this shit. But I was just like so like inspired and excited and like just wanted to try shit. So that's why I'm saying like this isn't really a fix for like legitimate bad moods all the time, because what the fuck was I thinking? But I am really excited about some of the stuff that I got. And I did deserve to treat myself a little bit. But hey, I got the receipt and I'm knowing that I'm going to return some stuff. I, I legit can't get over like how badly I just blacked out in Sephora. My next mood booster is Trader Joe's. One of the reasons it's my mood booster is because it is less expensive. I don't black out as much in that store. It makes me feel very frugal. It doesn't give me like a pit in my stomach where I feel like I need a receipt. Whereas like Whole Foods and stuff like that, I'm like, how the hell did I end up spending that much money? So I've been absolutely loving going to Trader Joe's. And I've been noticing, too, that when I'm really, really focused, I'm working a lot, I'll get so hungry and be hangry and then be kind of like figuring out what the fuck to do. And so by going to Trader Joe's, I've been getting a lot of pre-made stuff, a lot of snacks, a lot of frozen stuff. And it's been taking me out of that hangry mood, which is a mood booster because I'm just way more energized all day. I'm getting way more nutrients just by having all of that stuff in the house all day, too. And I feel like last week I just had a really good week of nourishing my body and eating a ton of healthy stuff, but then also a ton of yummy stuff. I had a cheese board for book club, saved the leftover cheese from Trader Joe's. And then made myself another little one just as honestly a mood booster because I was cooking on Saturday. And when I cook like a big hearty meal on like a Saturday, I don't really eat a ton during the day because I'm just so busy cooking and I'm nibbling at things. And so I made myself this like little cheese board with all this Trader Joe stuff. And it was so yummy. I had on the autumn piano playlist on Spotify. I was reading my book while the tomatoes were roasting before I was making the meatballs, nibbling on my little Trader Joe's snacks. Ugh, such a mood booster. I just, I love feeling that the house is stocked with so much food and it's not breaking the bank. 
And then my final mood booster is the Kindle. Like I said, I had that amazing little mood boosting afternoon this past weekend. You guys know that book club was one of my mood boosters. And so I feel like book club really inspired me to get even more into reading because I loved it so much. But I finished the book too early before book club. So I kind of forgot and I didn't love the book as much. So I decided to start a new book. I'm reading The Housemaid right now and I'm already kind of flying through it. I feel like once you get back in the reading game, it's so easy to just pick up your book instead of your phone. And I've been finding that Instagram is not a mood booster for me. So having my Kindle and just being able to force myself to pick it up has been absolutely just so, so, so nice. I'm kind of over TV right now, too. I just feel like there's not a ton of shows that I'm loving. So 100% Kindle is boosting my mood between lack of content and not wanting to be on Instagram. And because of that, I really want to see if I can add a nonfiction to my fiction each month as a goal. But I'm too nervous to like overcommit to it since I'm just kind of getting back into reading more than one book a month. I'm like, okay, you're already reading The Housemaid. You have to read your book club book. If you're craving it and have more time, let's add it in, but let's not jump the gun just yet. We like to be realistic. For this week's mood for thought, I was just thinking about how I can't believe it's already February and I hadn't even really started my beginning of the month routine. And so I did right before this episode. And basically what I mean by routine is looking at my calendar, right? And I just start to get all of these incoming thoughts of social stuff, work stuff, appointments, goals. And it's really easy for me to get overwhelmed. And for me, I truly visualize everything from excitement to stress all in my head as a Google calendar. And I wanted to give you guys my tips on how I make sure I'm not super, super overwhelmed to the point where I'm not thinking straight, but also organized, balanced, and excited all at the top of a new month. And I think it's really good for us to kind of stay on track because it's still only the second month of the year. So before I jump into kind of the organizational stuff that really resonates with me, the first thing I do to myself and I think is really good for you guys is the reminder. Because like I said, all of the thoughts are incoming, right? So I always remind myself that things will shift. None of this shit is set in stone. Stuff is going to change. And that's totally okay. And this is kind of good for both things, right? Because when you're super, super busy, it's nice to remind yourself that, hey, like things move around, like it's maybe not going to be as crazy. Or when you have a really, really blank month, it's also nice to remind yourself that things always pop up, like you'll have stuff to do. Don't worry. So it helps me on both sides of that. And it's life, right? Like obviously everything's not always going to go to plan. So when you're overwhelmed, just remember that in reality, every month happens one day at a time. And then, of course, in hindsight, right, you get through every month. You're sitting here listening to this podcast at a new month. You got through January. Was it perfect? Did it live up to your expectations? I don't know. But you got through it because you're here and it's February. Next is the actual calendar organizing. So, of course, this is going to be different for everyone. We all have different ways we like to see things, visualize them, kind of write them down. And for me, it's genuinely using a calendar. I use Google Calendar. I know it depends on a lot of people's jobs and stuff too. People use planners. So whatever this means to you, but we're talking about me for a second. I love making sure that everything's in there. Just everything, okay? So I stare at my Google Calendar and I make sure I have all my appointments. I have my social stuff. I make sure I have my due dates because I can't not write them down or they're just taking up mental space for me, trying not to forget them. 
we always talk about kind of like lists and stuff like that and how it's so nice to get it out of your brain. But for me with scheduling, especially at the top of a month, it's really important for me to visualize everything in February. So my biggest tip is to figure out your calendar system. Like if you are a Google girly, if you are a planner girly, what soothes your brain? And I really recommend putting everything in one place, even if it's not the place that maybe you look every single day. I think the top of the month is so nice to get everything in one place to visualize for when you need it and just to get it all out of your brain. So like I said, everything from social to personal to work to travel, my friends and I actually share invites and stuff, which is super nice. So if you know a bunch of your friends So if you know a bunch of your friends are on Google, you can see if like maybe you guys want to share Cal invites. We really love doing that. But even if I have like, for instance, coffee with Victoria and I don't share it with her, I still put it on my calendar so I can remember it, take it into account when visualizing my week. Maybe you're more of like a planner girly. That's totally cool, too. I just like having all of my work and life balance in one place. Then when it comes to each day, it's really easy to know what to prioritize. And this can even for me mean something as small as when I'm washing my hair, when I'm self tanning, because I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm like, okay, well, I have to film on Friday, but then I'm going to Florida and then I'm getting my nails done, but I'm going here and I'm thinking, okay, like when am I like washing my hair? So then you can kind of stay on this routine and not get to that point that I've been feeling like how I do after a weekend where you're like, oh my God, everything's chaotic. I feel disgusting. Like I feel gross. I feel like my apartment's a mess. It's just so nice to see everything in one place because then you can prioritize day to day and start finding your routines and making those things happen. I know some people do put in their like whole day on something like a Google calendar or a planner. So they'll do like workout, me time, journal, stuff like that. I'm still kind of working on that in a sense of I keep my kind of like me time routine out of a calendar because I just kind of do it. I do think there would be a lot of benefit, especially if it is in a Google calendar to maybe put in me time or even I know a lot of people's tips that I work with, they'll put in appointment or or meeting or something like that. And it really stands for me time. So that way no one bothers you. That's kind of a nice little hack for if you share your calendar with other people. Don't forget, like on Google Calendar, you can obviously like have a personal email and then your work email and sync them, hide them and different stuff like that. I totally can see the benefit to that so that it becomes more non-negotiable. It becomes more habitual, but I haven't found that I've needed to be at that level yet. I just think that truly having it all in one place for me is the way to go, even if I don't have me time scheduled yet. I have been loving just really, really adding more and more to my Google Calendar. I've probably started in the last like six months because if you think about it, it's all your life, right? And your life isn't just work. So if you just look at your calendar at the top of the month and just look at all work, then you're really not thinking of yourself at all. So I really love how I've started putting in dinner and coffee date and personal, just really having everything in one place for my own sanity of the visualization and the overwhelmingness, but then also to make sure you're not over-prioritizing anything compared to the other. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. You guys know I am such a big fan of AG1. 
I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every single day, even when I'm on vacation. I initially gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health. I wanted to increase my energy. I'm always trying to take care of my immune system. And it can be really overwhelming trying to find all these different things to get all these amazing results. But with Athletic Greens, it's so simple. And it's a supplement that actually tastes great. I personally take AG1 in the morning before making my matcha. It makes me feel absolutely unstoppable, ready to go. And the mental part for me is just such a mood booster of sticking to my routine, doing something good for myself, for my body. And it also just takes this pressure off to like make sure I'm just doing everything in the wellness space so perfectly all day. It's like I know it has me covered on so many fronts and I'm doing it right away in the morning. It has daily nutrients and long-term gut health benefits, which is awesome because it's a win-win. You're getting that kind of like daily moment and you're getting the long-term moment. So it's things like multivitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics working together as one. And I will say so many of my guy friends, including my boyfriend, are obsessed with it. My boyfriend obviously saw me taking it all the time and bringing it places. So he brought a bunch back to his place and then him and his roommates became immediately obsessed with it. He even wouldn't stop talking about it after he had been taking it for a few weeks. He was like, it just makes me feel so much better. It makes me feel so good. All this stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I told you that, but I guess you had to like take it with your homeboys to like figure it out. It's just so funny that every single guy in my life is literally obsessed with AG1. For me though, I love that it improves my digestion and my hair and my skin. And then for someone like my boyfriend, he just notices that he feels great. It supports his sleep and he doesn't even know that it's like making his hair and skin so gorgeous. It's delivered monthly. I don't have to think about it. Like I said, I also get the travel packs, so I don't even have to miss a day when I'm on the go. 10 out of 10 recommend. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com mood. That's athleticgreens.com mood and check it out. Then my next tip is I really love doing this at the beginning of the month because when you're looking at your calendar, you can see for the month, okay, wait, whoa, I do not have enough girl time in here. Oh, wait, there is some space for a new hobby or a vacation or this type of appointments. But I do really like looking at it. And once I see it all, I'm like, okay, this isn't as overwhelming as I think. I know I can take it one day at a time, get all my work done. And I'm noticing, wow, I really don't have anything scheduled with my friends. That's going to make me excited. So I need to do that. And then that kind of stuff goes on a list. So then I can start thinking about the main goals for the month. Obviously, I know I can't like accomplish everything I ever wanted in life in 30 days. I'm not trying to overwhelm myself. It's mostly just saying, okay, here are the things I know I want to try and figure out. But then here are my responsibilities. So this is kind of where my lists differentiate. An example would be my podcast. I know I have to have four episodes a month. I just do. It's my job. But a goal could be on a total brain dump list of, okay, I know what these episodes are going to be. And in the meantime, too, on the days where I don't have as much going on, I could be finding new guests. I can find a new social template on Canva that I really want to nail down. And all of these ideas come from being able to visualize what my month looks like. For goals outside of work, I like picking a couple niche things. And like I said, visualize 
look at the calendar, what is actually attainable. So last month was dry January, a workout challenge, organizing. Now I need to really think of, okay, how did I do with those things last month and think of a couple for this month? They don't always need to be so big or so hard, but definitely mood boosting and something that fits within all of your priorities and actual responsibilities for the month. It's nice to just have little goals. And I'm telling you, when you look at the calendar, you see, what do I have time for? How much time do I have? What am I not getting enough of this month? So your February goal, if you're looking at your calendar and all you're seeing is work, could be like, okay, I need to find like one fun new activity to do. And I need to make like two dinners with girlfriends. And even just these moments of reflection and taking the time to organize everything, it is such good energy to be putting out there for yourself and for like your vibes, right? Because you're soothing your mind. You're making everything make sense in your brain. You're kind of letting it all out, seeing it on your screen or on your planner being like, okay, this is attainable. I got this one day at a time. And then you're also getting inspired with those ideas of, okay, this is all attainable. Now let's see what else I want to potentially add. And that's why I like the kind of brain dump pings list because I don't want to make everything a goal or a to-do because the way you're thinking about it can easily come with a consequence or a fail, right? Because when I think of a goal, it's something that's, you know, challenging that I really want and I want to accomplish. And a to-do is something that I need to check off a list and feels like it's on a time crunch. And both of those things you can almost kind of see as a failure or you're not doing enough or you can just kind of see it as a negative if you're putting too many of those things on each of those lists. Like I like keeping the goals super specific and not too many and then transferring everything else to personal pings or brain dumps because you want to make sure you have all these ideas and all these cool things. But if you make them all goals and then you don't accomplish all of them, like A, you set yourself up for failure. And B, you're just going to feel like shit because you're not even realizing you set yourself up for failure. You can't have like a bajillion goals in 30 days because it's 30 fucking days and you have responsibilities and you have priorities. So what I love comes with this reflection and organization is all of the inspiration. So all in all, get your calendar situated, figure out if you're a digital girly, if you're a physical girly planner, Google, whatever it is, I 10 out of 10 recommend having a primary calendar where everything goes so you can really visualize your month and see what's taking up most of your time, seeing how you have to optimize your time, what you need to do a better job of balancing, get everything in there, get everything sorted, then take the time to get inspired, whether that's figuring out some goals or just having a brain dump list or both. Getting everything out of your brain, onto paper, whether it's digital paper or not, on a calendar, onto a list, brain dump, pings. I just think all of these different formats serve a different purpose and really help you optimize your creativity, your time, your energy, all of it so that you're balancing as much as you can in life. But just remember, of course, that things are always going to change. Nothing's set in stone. It's just another month you're going to be fine. We're just trying to make the best of it, even though we have no control at the end of the day because we are going to live it one day at a time. But once you get all of this out, you're like, okay, who cares? It's another month. I got everything organized. We're ready to roll. Have some fun again. I hope that that helped soothe your mind about another month. Maybe give you some inspo as well. Don't forget, obviously, follow for more on Instagram at The Mood Pod. You can follow me personally at Lauren Elizabeth. And I'll talk to you guys next week. 
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.